Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to another episode of the Beauty Podcast with me, Emma G. I'm thrilled to say that my guest in this episode of the show is the very generous and kind Sean Palfrey, the inventor of the Tangle Teaser. I was very lucky to be able to get some time with him. He's an incredibly busy man, but his lovely PR Jackie, I do have to say thank you very much for making this happen, Jackie, um, uh, was able to give me some time with him recently and it was... Oh, it was so incredible to actually sit down and talk with him. He was a colorist in a hair salon and came up with the idea that he needed something. There was something missing. There was a tool that he needed that he couldn't find that could very effortlessly and painlessly and comfortably detangle his client's hair so that when he had finished their color and was taking them over to go and sit with the stylist, he would then cut their hair. Um, their hair was completely smooth, tangle-free and ready to be blow-dried, uh, chopped, whatever um, was needed. That idea has gone on to become the Tangle Teaser, which is now worth a huge amount of money if recent reports are to, believe, to be believed. Sean went from being a colourist to uh, one of the country's most notable multi-millionaire entrepreneurs and that story alone is pretty inspiring and I really wanted to Pick a, pick a part at that and find out how, how does something go from an idea when you're washing someone's hair to being a global business. The Tangle Teaser is sold in over 70 countries around the world. I don't know a household that doesn't have one. I've got probably about 30 around my house um, because I, you know, it's one of those things that you see and as soon as you see it in a new colour you think, yeah, I'm, I'm going to need that. I need one for my gym bag, I need one for my bathroom, I need one for my bedroom, you name it. And there are lots of varieties and what have you, and we'll get on to that. But there is this fact that running parallel to all of this was um, a very emotional um, story. And I really appreciated uh, Sean's candour and how generous he was um, with explaining to me what was going on at the time um, when he was creating and subsequently selling uh, Tangle Teaser. You may have heard of him initially because he was on Dragon's Den and famously rejected. And it's one of those wonderful tales of haha, um, who's laughing now? Because um, again, if recent reports are to believe, be believed, he's now worth substantially more than some of those dragons. But that aside, gosh, this guy um, is so sweet, 
so much fun to be around. Um, Jackie, his PR, um, did explain to me beforehand that he is uh, such an optimist um, and the energy when I went to his beautiful office in Brixton was just insane. Um, it's just a really happy place and it does come from the man himself and from lovely Jackie who made this interview happen. So without any further ado, I would like to introduce you to Sean Pelfrey, the inventor of the Tangle Teaser. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Beauty Podcast with me, Emma G. I really hope you enjoy it. episode of the beauty podcast i'm very pleased to say i have sean palfrey now you have i said that right yes i did good uh, having, I think, oh, no 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 fine thank you yeah. <laughs> having a rather complicated surname myself i'm always really paranoid about super paranoid about getting other people's names right so yes founder and creator of tangle teaser you missed the inventor bit out, but yes. Oh, the inventor. That's fine, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I am, yeah, yeah. I'm um, an ex-hairdresser, and I am proud to say I'm the man behind the brand Tangle Teaser. Now, Tangle Teaser, I can't... It's like I can't remember a time before the Tangle Teaser. It's interesting, because I know even now, obviously, we've come a long way in such a short time, and people will always say to me, oh, you're everywhere, and I'm like... I like to tend to think that's in their lives because obviously within within the consumer sector, you know, we work within a very professional, very educated kind of channel, mm. and we're not everywhere. But I think I like to think that that means that we're everywhere in their lives, which is good. I sometimes think when when an invention or something hits the market and you feel like it's always been there, um, I always wonder about how those things are created. Um, it, 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 do you know what I, I think? The only thing that I ever remember with kind of like inventions is something because I spent a lot of time in America and in the early days of like infomercials, it was they would say um, push a product forward that would solve a solution from another product. But then when it solved that solution, it didn't, it then created a problem that the other one didn't. So it's <laughs> almost like a vicious circle. So um, I, I didn't tend to have them in a positive light. Mm. And then obviously, you know, you come along and you invent one yourself, which is amazing. Did you ever think that you'd be an inventor? Um, no, no. I, I, um, I was very curious-minded as a child. I do know that. And my, my mother would say, I'd enjoy my own company immensely. But yeah, I could still mix, you know, with people. So I could go in and out of these two kind of, like, um, scenarios, you know, very intense with people, very friendly, and then on my own. And she said... Whenever she bought me anything, like Meccano or, or anything like that, she said, you never read instructions. And I think it's even to this day I don't. I know I go to the quick guide, or, and I'm thinking, the instructions are there, but I just don't do well. I like, I'll figure it out myself, and if I can't, then I'll ask someone. I'm <laughs> terrible like that. But I, I didn't never expect it to, to be late. I would think it was within me, but I, I, I never expected it, no, not at all. Was that the thing about the creation of the, the did invention? Did, 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 did you know, I think it's a, a journey. It, it is, yeah. I mean, apart from having um, a solution to a problem, which was obviously very unique to me, um, using the conventional tools that were on the market in an unconventional manner. So 
I think by the time I've been doing that for a long time, I've, I've realised that I'd become um, proficient, very professional at it. I was the best, mm -hmm. but it was obviously unique to me. So I did have a kind of like a, a, a challenge set to myself, which yeah. was this process, could you turn it into a tool or, or at least begin to make it simpler? So whilst there was a task and there was, you know, set out for me, I and mean, it was obviously quite, quite written in stone. I mean, so there was something to achieve, mm. you know, like trying to think, what do, how do I get that to make a tool to, to mimic that? So it wasn't as if it was like a, a moment in time where you just go, oh my God, I think I'll invent this. So <laughs> there, there was, there was Yeah, I, I saw it more of a task and a challenge, yes. So put it into context, what were you doing where you were using other tools that led you to... Oh, wow. Um, I, was, I was a hair colourist. And again, it, it, I think it was the, the fact that when I detangled and then I passed the client over to um, the, the stylist because I had only colouring hair, and in this process of the salon, you then see that, that they couldn't handle it. And so, so for me, it, it, it was obviously that, that strength of that that got me to start to look into it. And I basically did it on a part-time basis because I was a hair colourist. I worked four days a week. Mm -hmm. I was a very good colourist, very fast. And I think any more days, I was paying more taxes. But then, <laughs> so, so someone said, so I was advised that, hey, you can do it all in four days. And, and, I, and I did. And, and, I, and I just set out on this quest. And I think it was, it was, the quest was to basically, obviously, see if I could mimic a tool on, and get that to perform as well, and maybe even better than I could do it. And the first place, and then I think this is quite ironic, is the first place that came to my head was the British Library as far as research goes but I am not a studious person at all I don't study well um, I mean I'm not proud to say but I, I didn't I, I haven't got much qualifications uh, I mean some people would certainly beg to differ now but I think at the time I was not a kind of studious person and it'd be interesting to see in this day and age if you go back with this kind with my kind of um, personality towards studies as if they'd have perhaps found a different way to, to, to get me into it to, to, to enjoy it um, but I actually really did enjoy the British <laughs> Library. So I went along to the British Library and I remember walking in with a paper cover and I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder how long it would take for this to grow. And, and, and it, so it was always sinking for the moment. Mm. So I, I was never ahead of the game, which was interesting because in, in hair colouring, you know, with the clients, you always are. You, it's not the real time, it's what's going to come next. Are you on time? So you're always thinking that, you know, that, that scenario. So it was just something I set out and then it was, you know, let me start to, uh, to begin and a very nice man at the library pointed me in the right direction. And I remember sitting down there and, and just and just started just absorbing things and this started coming together like a jigsaw puzzle. And, and I continued doing that. And I started to get some strength to it, um, which was through the IP, I was looking, you know, intellectual properties, um, how the product would fare, uh, manufacturing technique needed. And um, so I, it almost came to me that, hey, this is possible. So let's start then looking at how you're going to go around making it. Was it a private, personal endeavour? Did you tell yes, many people? Most definitely, doing? most definitely. Uh, I, 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 absolutely, 100% on that. It was, I didn't have to prove anything to anyone, and a lot of it, a lot of it was very insular, absolutely, with that. And I think that goes back to the childhood, actually, yeah. mixing and popping in and out, because there you are being very private, sorting it out, and then the next minute you're doing clients. So, mm. most definitely, yes, it was a very private matter. Um, 
Uh, was it ever tempting to because some of the conversations that one has in the hairdressers are the most are the most personal, probably for the client mm. more than the actual stylist or colorist. Um, you'd be quite surprised how I got more excited towards the end. Well, that's the part of the time when you have to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> so I got very excited. No, I, I, it's, I, I totally understand what you're, you're, you're saying there, mm. and, and I think. I think it was. It, 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 I managed to separate the two. I mean, yeah. because there's some things I don't think one should ever talk about to other people anyway. That might be, for, you know, like politics. I would never want anyone to know my, my views on politics. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm ashamed of them. I don't think there are any, any you know, any, any concern. Mm-hmm. Except I always say, which is true, I want the party, and then that gives the most to everyone. So I always think my intentions are good. So for me, um, towards the end of it, but not in the beginning, no, not at all. Um. What is it like when you're doing something like that's very private and it must have, it must have, I'm imagining, did it grow in you like a little ball of fire that got bigger and bigger as it got more and more real? Absolutely, but but I tell you what, it also, it it kept very interesting along the way. It it never, never one time does it, um, it never overpowered me and and I can tell you halfway through, you know, there was an, uh, an incident which... Again, like any business, you know, any business has them. It's not all plain. This was not all plain sailing. Mm. And then halfway through, there was an, an incident with it, which I, th- I think would have maybe shot most people. Certainly if there had been investors or anyone like that, it would have sent it haywire. And, and it had it, it actually gone right off track. And, it was, and I just went, how do I get it back on? Mm. And, it, and it was, you know, and that could have been a very turning point in the, in the business, well, certainly in the early days of the R&D. But I, to me, it was a... As 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 I am, I'm the biggest optimist going, and and, and I, I, there is in something that is I'm not saying bad. It is I'm just off track. I remember early point in my career, I came back from America, and I could not find a salon that was that was suitable or that even wanted to employ me, and I'd, and I was absolutely at, at the bottom as far as from a career I'd been at. And I remember saying to myself, don't get any better than this, does it, Sean? I said, no, bloody doesn't. <laughs> I said, by God, have you got one opportunity here? You have got an opportunity to get yourself from that bottom right the way back up to the top. It's a challenge you will never have again, hopefully, but while you've got it, what an opportunity. And that's how I, that's how I, I looked at it, and, and I did slowly but surely. Looked at myself more, I downgraded a CV so that I didn't seem too uh, professional and threatening to some people. I've always been well aware of what's around me. Right. And, and also their, their concerns and their, or their feelings. So I'm not a selfish person in that respect. And I think by thinking that way, you, you'll obviously, uh, you will achieve more. Because I can always see it from the other side of the fence. I will put myself on the other side of that fence. And I said, as much as it hurts, Sean, mm. I can see their point as much as it may hurt. Yeah. So I think that helps an awful lot, certainly, as you go along um, in business as well, most definitely. Definitely. So before you arrive, Jackie's also in the room, so we won't pretend that she's not. <laughs> my other mother. <laughs> Jackie. I call my other mother. Jackie was saying yeah. that you are incredibly optimistic. And one of my questions, which is always to anyone yeah. who is starting a business, particularly when it's self-funded and it's, yeah. it's a passion, is um, it, it, it can be quite easy to get bogged down in or think negative thoughts of... You can think you've got this amazing idea and then you go to bed and you think, well, who's going to actually want this? Am I, am I deluding yeah. myself? 
It's, 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 do you know what the strangest thing is, looking back on it now, and, and, and this may sound so, so actually with the help of God, I loved writing out cheques and paying my bills and get my house in order, mm-hmm. uh, you know, way before the days of all this electronic payment. I remember I bought my bills there, and I would love writing my cheques out, going everything, and, and getting all my finance in order. I found it, absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And so, when it comes to paying the bills along the way for this, I can assure you, not once did I ever go, how much money have I spent? Oh my God, this is like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I just signed the cheque. And I paid it as we went on. So over the three years of the R&D, I paid checks here, there, and it was a very organic process. It allowed me to save enough mm. for certain incidents. And I planned it very carefully towards it that if money I didn't need to spend, uh, certainly with the IP, it could come in force after I'd um, launched the product or, thing, or, or, or business-like things. And um, it cost me the grand total, in the end, was to get the product from idea to market, £98,000. And I went, wow, was it that much? <laughs> I didn't even, when everything was added up, it, 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 again, because I just, someone said, oh, you didn't keep an eye on it. It, it didn't. The quest was to get the product. Now, I'll, I'll confess something, at 63000 I had it. <laughs> I had the product at 63000 I just had to, obviously, the more session up the business and continue with the IP. So at six, that's when I had to really keep my mouth shut. So at 63,000, I had the product. At 98,000, I got it to market. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And at no point were you, you are very optimistic. At no point did you have those struggles of, is this going to work or is anyone going to buy into it? No. My, uh, my um, someone else did. <laughs> and no, I, I, Again, this is my optimistic view. I'll just I'll only give you one more example. Otherwise, you'll be thinking, "My God, this guy's not too real." Um, <laughs> the other optimistic was um, when I started looking for people or looking, you know, doing my research. Um, I found this design company, and it was um, how they could help me get my product to market. And I remember after three thousand pounds <laughs> and about two months. Backwards and forwards of phone calls and some, uh, and some, you know, like emailing pictures. And I thought, this ain't gonna work, Sean. I said, you know, this 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 route you're going through is not going to work. One, they don't understand your idea, and two, you know very well yourself. If you want to speak to a client or you want to find out from the hairdresser what he's going to do, then get them face to face. And then you'll achieve it. And I realised that I hadn't met these people. So um, after about £3,000, I said to them, and one of the phone calls, I said, um, so, so what are we doing this week? I said, do you know what? I said, I think I'm going to pass here. I said, I have no doubt you can get this product to market. Whether it's fit for purpose, now that's another matter. So with that, I will say thank you very much, but no thank you. And that was that. That was that over and done with. And then I found... A, I went, instead of going through the design element, because I had the ideas, I started to look for the injection plastic moulders, because that's what I needed. And I went to the good old yellow pages, and I'm flipping through the yellow pages, and I found this, um, this factory out in um, Oxfordshire that said, we love startup businesses, let us help you with your... So I thought... Hmm, sounds sound like it could be my man, that's me, that's me, let's go. So 
I arranged this appointment, and I'd got quite far with the products and stuff, so I arranged this appointment, went up to see him, got the train to Oxford, he picked me up from the station, and we went to his factory. Now, he had no, no, no necessarily design guys there, but he was, he was a very good moulder, uh, made up of many different clients, and he'd got a business model of um, uh, a manufacturing, which I won't go into, but I could do, but I, but I thoroughly enjoyed finding out about. So he basically had the knowledge and the technology to, to get my product to market, mm-hmm. He, they weren't design guys, which was, which was fine, because I, I basically had in, in my head how we could work it. And between the two of us, we got there. Now, interestingly enough, this is when he, Carl, I think, is the biggest pessimist. <laughs> <laughs> and whilst he likes these startup businesses, he doesn't like, um, I think, the, the, the change, or he wants them to go from smoothly. So... Basically, I, I then basically, oh yes, he can get it together, and we're talking and we're working through, and I'm saying to him, okay, now, all we have to remember is we have to do this, and these have to be really flexible, because I said, I, I figured it out on that, and he went, okay, well, maybe we should do some test runs. I said, no, we can't. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, we can't, I haven't got the money. Yeah, but you've got, you're going to be spending £6,000 or something on a tool. I went, I know, but if we, if, I spoke to Steve, and if he's, if it's doing everything we said, it's going to be fine, it'll work. And he said, I think we should make a mould of this. And I went, OK. And then after the mould, I thought, why the hell was that? It was what was called, back then there weren't any 3D mould, and it was called drip plastic they made it with. So all I got was this, this blob of white stuff <laughs> with all these like little teeth on the end that kept breaking off <laughs> and obviously went functional to see the shape and, and then my cleaner ended up throwing it away and it cost me something like about £500 and I was like well that was a waste of bloody money so for, for me it, it was he, 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 he actually but I don't say doubting it but it was a very unusual pattern to go so I think with that I was, I was enforced more to not, not, not adamantly and not in a wrong way it was you know saying look it, I thought if we if we deliver this, and I always called it left, if we go left, go as far left as we can, we're going to be great, it's going to be fine. And, um... Why do you call it left? Hmm? Why do you call it left? Say that again, sorry. Why do you call it left? Um, to, to, to do... It was only because we used the middle as the, as the benchmark, so i go, here we are on the middle road, left and go right, which way are you going? Well, okay. I think we need to go left. So we use, we use like, you know, like a, a pinpoint, and my pitch going... Uh, no, 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 you're going too far left, you need to go right. So it may be like, say, oh, no, scenario being like, say, oh, your holiday, yeah, oh, yeah, well, do you like it hot? Oh, God, no, 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 not too hot. What do you mean? Well, oh, I prefer it more towards the left. You know, <laughs> to the right. Holidays and left go together very well. That's how my brain works. So, so when you say, how hot do you want it? That's the middle. That's your pinpoint. How hot do you want I prefer it to the left, mate. Hot and right being left in, yeah, that's how I do it. <laughs> oh my god, my brain, my brain. During um, this process, you're a colourist, you're working in a salon four days a week, yeah, you've got yeah. this idea, you're at the library. Yeah. Obviously, having spent just these 18 yeah, minutes yeah. with you, I know that you're very optimistic and quite, yeah. quite motivated. Who in your life was in on, the, in on the secret and was motivating you and helping you make it real? Yeah, my mum. And she was, um, oh, sorry, I just have to hang on a bit. Oh, 
Ah, oh, look at that. That always happens to me every single time, and, and, it's, and it's there, and, and it's boom. <clears throat> there we are, fun. Um, yeah, it's my mum. She, um, she was diagnosed with cancer at the time, and I think that was... I was still in the... And I remember it was in the early stages. Uh, well, a cancer wasn't, but when it was diagnosed. And, um, and my whole world just come crashing down. <laughs> and I remember going up to see her, and, and it wasn't good. It wasn't looking good. And then, you know, and I said, OK. I said, I can't see you leaving this world. You know, I said, let's just... And she became very... Not insolent, she became very private about it. And, of course... It was her illness and how she dealt with it, <coughs> excuse me, is how she was going to deal with it and I was going to respect that and, excuse me, she came very withdrawn, went very insular and she turned to her sister, which I love dearly, so that was fine. And so about the first year and a half, she's um, going through treatment in Grimsby, uh, where I'm from, and she's doing really, really well. Now, in this time, I'm still, you know, going on with the um, <clears throat> with the tangled teaser. We're in the R and D stages, but we're getting quite far on with it. We're getting good with it, and I'm thinking, oh God, don't go now, you know. I'm just about to give you the world. <laughs> so, with that said, <clears throat> it's after about a year and a half, and I should do one well with the treatment. We're going to do some more stuff, and then um, and then it, she, it just went quiet on her. It just went really, really quiet. And I said, oh my God, you know, and then all of a sudden she, she called me up one day and I said, are you okay, Mum, are you okay? She said, no one's answering my phone call, no one's doing this, I'm trying to do it. I said, okay. I said, do you want me to help? She said, I don't know what to do, Sean. I said, that's fine. Do you want me to help? She said, yes, I do. I said, fine. So, and I, but this time I felt I got quite, I don't see distance from her. The illness had really, you know, but she was doing brilliantly with the treatment. So with that said, I said, okay, and I just found the Royal Marsden and I just explained the situation. I looked in the, uh, I think it was Professor Gore I found through the research, because um, that was one thing I've cut out, was research. So I found um, Professor, um, Professor Gore at the Marsden, and I spoke to his secretary, she was absolutely lovely. And she said, you know, we want to see your mum get her up, and so I went back to my mum, told her she had to go to a doctor, and she came back and said, the doctor said, I can't. I said, so I found the Marsden, she said, oh, Terry, you take So the, the secretary called the uh, doctor and said, I want to see Mrs. Palfrey now. So everything came on, and then she was with me in London, and my two-bedroom flight in Brixton. And we went down there, I remember walking in briefly and I said to her, if they offer you a place in here, Mum, I said, I will absolutely scram it like I don't know what, but they're going to turn around and say to you, is that what you want, Mrs. Palfrey? So I said, is that what you want, Mum? I said, yeah. I said, if they don't offer you a place here, I will go after one for you, but then they'll turn around and say, is that what you want, Mrs. Palfrey? She said, yes. So that was it, and off we went in and it was... Um, it was incredible. I saw him rolling. I was very good at facial expressions, so I was watching him, and he's looking for all these research. And I think his eyeballs are rolling, thinking, especially when it comes down to, I think it was the, the biopsy, and she said she hadn't had one, and I think his eyeballs just went, whoop, like that. <laughs> and then, then he went about treatment, and went that one, bang. I went in like a pull, smack straight in on it. And I said, that's fine, we'll take it. She can come here, I said, she'll take it. And he said to me, well, what will the distance be like? I said, you mate. I said, she'll come crawling on hands and knees. I said, you send it back there, I said, you'll be dead. 
I said, she'll stay here. I said, I guarantee you I'll get her to every appointment. She'll be fine. And that's it. And she did. And she did amazingly with it. And she's still with us to this day. Yeah. And to actually get to see the success. And, and, and I always remember the two journeys were going on, like side by side, because it really started to get to that point. And um, even the weekend I was launching the product, my mother died treatment at the, at the at Martha, one of her chemotherapies. And she wasn't feeling well, so I took her back home, and I, back to the flat in Brixton. So she saw the stand for the first time, and I remember driving her back, and she wasn't well, and then I, I drove back there. And, and it, was, it was interesting because... It was, and I remember thinking to myself, because she'd be like, going, oh, I'm sorry. I said, sorry for what? I said, every time I sat by, I'd do all the teaser research. It was fantastic. So I just got on with my, you know, my, my, obviously the job, colouring hair, and then did that. And then, you know, I always look at it, the two journeys that we went through side by side. And like I said, man, <coughs> most nothing, excuse me, compared to her. So for me, it was, it was, it, it, was, it has a very special meaning, and I think I think the the, the, the drive for the success to get to see it was was, was, was just amazing. Because I remember um, halfway through, well, no, I remember after we'd launched, um, there was a competition, and it was uh, arranged by a magazine called Frizz, which was a it's a break off from Creative Head now, one of the big hairdressing magazines, and, and it was a competition to find innovative products and stuff all, and it was uh, organised by Schwarzkopf. And I always remember, and one of the, there was like three categories, and one of them was innovation, and then the, the prize for it was five thousand pounds, and then there was an overall winner. And I remember going, and I entered it, and of course, and I, and, and I, and I made it through to the finals, and uh, and I remember that morning because we had to I had to go to the academy. Um, oh God. Uh, uh, the hospital club, and they've got a studio down below actually, really nice. Mm. So we went in there and filmed it all, and I remember demonstrating to the judges and all that, and coming out. And I remember getting to and said, Oh, that's really good. And, and it was Catherine, Jackie knows Catherine, and, and I'm going to myself, Oh, I said, God, that went really well. I, I got back into my smart car with her, and I'm driving back to my mum, and she's there, and she's feeling a lot better. I mean, she's had her treatments, and, and she's got a headscarf on, and she got all dressed up, maybe a little overdressed, but it was dead sweet, because <laughs> for the finals of the competition that evening, so you filmed it and went back. Oh, I remember we were in the smart car going out and doing that, and we parked up in Covent Garden. And when we go in, and I said, oh, God, my, we win. She said, I said, I need that 5,000. We need that 5,000. She said, OK. So she's in there, she's got a headscarf on, and, you know, all now. We're going through the rigmarole and the procedure, and we sat there at the table. I remember sitting there, and he said, uh, and the winner is, of my region, of my, my heat, and he went, was Sean Paul for the Tango Tears? I went, yes. And I'm like, yeah. So we got up, got the 5,000 check and a bottle of champagne, and I don't drink, so I'm bothered about that. And I said to mummy, I'm obviously, I'm going to go get the car. I said, well, winner. Got the car, and off we went, got in, and off we went again. And it was, that was it. And then, so there's all, she was with it with all these little moments, and even when it was first launched, she, she was with me there in the living room in my flat in Brixton. She would pack. She'd click them together and then I'd make the boxes up and then a film would get sore, so I'd switch roles. And then because we're just cutting costs and making sure, you know, to save every bit of penny. And, you know, she'd been there with it right from the beginning. And to, to have this level of success and, and, and to be able... And it's not necessarily, say, spoily mum or anything like that, because, as I've said with, any, you know, with anyone I mean, in my family, and I do, I'll help you help yourself. There's only one lifestyle I will pay for. Well, mine, above mine, is my mother's. And, and, and I think it's been very nice to know that in this 
this day and age that I've, I've made her very comfortable, but I don't mean com comfortable as in for, for her to carry on living her, her life and, and enjoying it on her terms. So it, it's not about a lavish wealth, it's about about being, a, you know, even now we've been positioning her for getting a little bit older. And uh, although she doesn't seem her, I'll tell you that. So we widened the driveway of the house so that, because it was pretty tight, but she didn't want to hit in the car. That was the new car she got, by the way. And then she got the tow. But it was a practical car. I was like, good on you, Mum. So, you know, and, and, and so, so she's got this lovely lifestyle. She's a very private woman. She's got this very nice lifestyle that, that she shares with her family and her sister. And, and she's also positioned it. So when she gets older, she still has an independent. So... Um, for me, I, I think, it, like I said, it, it, it's been my mum, because she, she, she was like that, you know, because uh, I remember when she separated from my father and the divorce, and I said to her one time, because it wasn't very amicable, and, and I said to her, I brought her to America when I was living there, because she was, again, very down about it, but she's usually a very upbeat woman, she's not a down woman, <laughs> and I remember saying to her, you paid a, you paid a very high price for your freedom. A very high price. I said, now, if you don't enjoy it, I said, that was a waste. Mm -hmm. I said, so you paid a very high price for it. So enjoy it. And um, and that and again, she's today enjoying it. So <laughs> it, it's and, and I think it was from she sent it to to Sacrifice. So I, I remember feeling very um I was very close to my mum, but I don't mean it in a mummy's boy's way. I mean when I look back I was thinking Christ, she was 30 odd. I, I remember this one incident, and I don't know if I remember because I planted it there or because it's there, uh, and a, a genuine kind of memory, because it would be from about 15. It was a, I think it was something like a, a, a 32nd birthday or 33rd birthday. She hadn't went to his uh, 20. My brother, uh, no, Glyn 20. No, no, my brother 19, me 20, my sister 21. So again, she's very, very young. So it would be about 35. And I remember distinctly the, um, the living room. It was, you came down from the stairways at the top and it had a sliding door, glass sliding door. You came through the living room and then you went in through um, another sliding door into like the kitchen area. And I remember sat on the sofa and she's come down in a halter neck dress that's right to the floor and it's orange. Now my mother did all her own sewing, so she made all her, her own long gowns. And I remember this long gown, halter neck, and, and, and I checked back in the air, it was pretty right, pretty smack on alternates. And because uh, they were easy to make them, because mm. they just had the strap on, they did them out. And I just remember that, and I look back at how old I am now, and, and, and I think, how did you do it? You had three kids. Mm. Three kids, you know, how the hell did you do it? And, and it, you know, and, and my father was a deep sea fisherman, so she, she continued to be discipline, a disciplinarian. Um, influencer, um, loving mother. She, 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 would, she ran the household. But my father would come home from sea, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter, three months or three weeks or whichever. And you can't keep jumping into that role of a father. Mm. If, if this is going to work, you have to hand it to someone and you're, and you're doing a different role. And, and I remember, well, a father, but a different kind of... Uh, um, <coughs> not, not a different kind of father, but you, you, you cannot get that close and that disciplinarian mm. if you keep going in and out. Yeah. So it accepted the roles and it was fine. I, I, I love my father, love him to this day. Very humorous, very humorous man. And um, but very dark. It, it, it was just really, really humorous. And then the um, with that, I just I just remember thinking, 
you know, she, she, she does it all, and, and you had to. Mm. She was really good. It was black or white, no brain were there. <laughs> and my mother would say to you, driving along, shut up, I was going to drive back. Shut up as I'm taking you back. Next minute you go, Mum, where are you going? Shut up. You get home and that out. I thought we was going swimming. Take bags upstairs and that, she'd take you home. She didn't make idle threats. She, she, she'd give you transit, she didn't make idle threats. So, again, you know, the rules and... Uh, mm-hmm. I think even from that early age, as far as power was very good manners, um, it was, for me, I think it was that as well. She, the, the, for watching stories in you, I think, I think you don't... I mean, I was very aware, like I said, at that young age, of, of, of what she could do, you mm-hmm. know, because she was such a strong woman and everything. But at the same time, she was very, very glamorous. I don't say glamorous, but she, she always looked nice. I mean, oh, God, would never write, but, you know, like, saying, oh, no, but, I mean, she'd get dressed up for everything if she went out. I mean, she'd never... When you go on a holiday on a plane, I went, what? Mm-hmm. And, oh, God, yeah, appearances... Well, not appearances, but she, she really, you know, she wouldn't go out and... Oh, no, I don't... She wasn't always pretty, she was always presentable. Yeah. And I remember, I remember one time, uh, again, I, I, I don't know if I've planted the memory or it's there, it was in Bin's department store, and I'm going through and I let the door go on this woman, and I just wasn't thinking, and my mother said, what did you just do? Did you just let that door go on that lady? I said, mother, don't you say, don't you ever do that again. And it was always about holding the door for mm-hmm. the lady, and I still do it to this day. And, and, and you see, you know, they're not, what you say? And, and, and to this day, I, I, I will do that. And mm-hmm. again, it, it, it's, it's something that I think it's a very nice quality to have. Yeah. And it kind of stops at a very young age, which was 15. And I remember thinking, oh, she's not, she's not told me to come in at such a time. But you know what time to come in. <laughs> so you did it. You did it. And that was it. So, yeah, so my mother, yeah, sorry to go off track. No, no, you said and I always something. Go, I'd say that. I, Never failed, it's lumping my throat and everything, but yeah, she did. I'm, I'm glad to say I mean, uh, everything's fine, yeah, she's fine. Excellent. Mm. You said something during that story where you, when she was going through treatment, you said, don't go now, I'm about to give you the world. <laughs> sorry, I really said that. I'm sorry, no. Do you know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. I always remember it, she was, she was in hospital in Grimsby, and she laid there in the bedroom, and... And we've, we've, we've found out what it is, and it was a very encounter stage four. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And... And as much as the nurses have a hard time, and they do, I absolutely went mad at them. Because they've gone in and told her, and we said you had to wait till some family members were coming, were coming. And the doctor just walked in, I think, and just told her, and she was in shock. Mm-hmm. So I went in and I just sort of sat there. And, and, and I said, well, someone, what's up? And, and, and she just sat there, and, you know, up in bed, and she, and she told me, and I just went... And I was so mad because I was the first one there that day because I think I was going back to work in London and I was... And, and I said, I'm not just, excuse me one minute, Mum. I went through to the nurses and I said, do you know what, darling? I said, I understand you had the most... I said, such a hard job. I said, I totally respect that. They said, 100%. 
I said, well, what you've just done now, I said to that woman, I said, my mother, walked in there and gave her a diagnosis and walked out and left her and without any family members and we said we wanted family that is inexcusable I said that is inexcusable but you still have a hard work I said I'll stand by you every time I said but that is inexcusable and that's and that's when I just looked she's just gone smart and even that and I just said to her I said don't go now mum I said don't go I said I'm about to give you the world and that was it but Please say she didn't, and, uh, and it was again. Okay, sorry, I keep getting all this. Oh, but it, it, it's funny because I, I almost have this. I don't say psychic. I don't think I, I, I'm not the religious nature, but I respect religion and how people need it. And I won't go into details. I just wish that we could all, we could all get on because I, I certainly do. Mm. You know, I, I look at it and, and you know, and I just do. And, and I know there'll be million answers and things to that. I just want us all to get on, basically, and. Um, for me, it, it, it's it's there's almost like these kind of moments when which are um, uh, almost like spiritual. But I know in my times I've been to uh, spiritual church with my best mate, and we did things like that in Manchester. And, and there's been some some absolutely weirdest things. Mm. Uh, and, and I've never tried to uh, try to explain or tried to go any deeper. But that said, this was one of those times when I didn't see this coming, but I've not seen you leaving this earth. Mm. I couldn't. I couldn't see that. So, so with that said, it was really, it was really interesting on that. That I, I didn't know what it meant, and, and, that, and that's there it is, you know, yeah. to do. But I, I didn't see it coming. I absolutely did not see that coming. But I thought, I don't see you leaving this earth. I don't see that. So, you know, it was. It, and there's some spiritual, which yeah. I, yeah, but some great incidences along the way. And it's also interesting that in that moment you um, were supremely confident in your idea. Yeah, yeah. You knew it was going to pay off. Again, it wasn't... It's almost like the dragon's den, all right? I I, I don't go in there to... to, um, It was never about, oh, I'm going to prove you wrong. You know, you you do it for yourself, you know. I mean, some other people do business that way, and that's how they will continue to do business. Um, It's a way that I can't do business like that, and that doesn't mean to say it's the wrong way. Mm. But it's, it's much more of a, a, a competitive element, even if it's good or bad. It's like, you know, oh, I'm going to get you, or I'm going to do this. and I'm, So the, the, they do it in a very kind of battle scenario, mm. and there's going to be a winner. And I think, you know, sometimes... It, it, and I, I just don't do business like that at all. And, mm. and I think, for me, the, the success that I've had, even, even within my mother's illness, it was never to drive myself forward to, to get it. She's made me even stronger. She may have been inside, but I was... It, I, everything was still focused on the on, on my on what I was doing. Mm. It actually helped because my mother and we were like side by side, yeah. you know, as, as far as you know the battle goes. And and again, uh, you know, I, I had done um, so much research in the early days that even so. Obviously, when I t- took um, not charge, but when I organised and took a little bit of the charge of my mother's illness, and she'd come back as and forwards, it fitted well with what I was doing as well. Because mm. I remember saying to me, going, "Oh, Sean, I'm open." I said, "Hmm." I said, no, so I'm outside doing teaser stuff, you know, and I'd be in the, you know, like, say, oh, mum, just look outside and do some teaser stuff, you know, and I just, I'd have the book phones going with me researching and everything. And I surprised myself how, how studious I came. I was quite pleased with that, actually. But there were still flavours of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where's that one? I can't find that. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, it is. You mentioned Dragon's Den, and the one thing I wanted to ask you about that is it's kind of your, you're the... 
the, the multi-million pound company that got rejected yeah, they should all be smacking themselves around the face you know what I, I remember I, I will say I've always learned from, from things all the time well this is what I wanted to ask you what's the learning what was the immediate feeling okay and Did also what I wonder whether you learned how not to um, accept somebody's idea okay I, I think what it was uh, um, my media, after I finished filming it, the actual show, well, I didn't know it was going to be a coming show, but the actual filming with them, I remember, it's all done very quickly, I, I'll give you some tips later, and then it went, and I went to myself, I think that one went rather well. <laughs> but I think it was what I'd accomplished. Right. It wasn't so much of what, 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 what the outcome was, because mm-hmm. I remember, you know, I, I ended up applying to Dragons then, because basically I'd left, um, so come August 07, uh, my career and Tangle Teaser are side by side, and it's a fork. And you, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to, you can't give me both now. You've got to go One left. of them has to have, yeah, you've got to go left or right, you've got to go left or right, there you go, left or right. And of course, I went left, Tangle Teaser, because <laughs> I've got to give it 100%. And I always said that I was a very good hair colourist, absolutely, thoroughly enjoyed colouring hair, and said to myself that if this didn't work, or if it did, you go back to colouring hair, no problem. Um, so, August 07, I'd finished work, uh, September, October. Two months to set up, although I've been doing the paperwork, for my trade show. So I was going to launch the product in October 07, which I did. Uh, the 13th of October, I think it was, on the Saturday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's a trade show every year, Excel in London. And then the preparation from leaving to actually going up. So I had about two months for the preparation to get ready for the, for the show in Excel. And then there was the, um, my friend who kept pestering and then pestering me to go on Dragon's Den. I loved the show, I did watch it. And not, not religiously, but I certainly watched it. Mm. And I remember I was, it must have been three o'clock in the morning, so I was doing some work, getting things done. And by this time, I, my flat had the walls, uh, were all, all in this lovely beige with, with, with drawing of shelves, because it was the same height for the trade show. So. I'd draw it all in, in pencil across my whole flat uh, in the living room. So, so that was my stand. And, 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 and then I was putting, marking the shelves to make sure I get everything right. And I literally, the blueprint for my, for my stand was in my living room. Wow. I could see the shelving and, and worked it all out. Wanted to make it look as professional as possible. So there I was one, one uh, early morning and, uh, and all of a sudden I went, I was on the oh, do you know what? I, I know what I'll do. I'll look at that dragon same thing. So I went online. Dragon's Den. I went, oh, great. Oh, copy. As I thought, this copy I was doing for my, for my business went, bing, paste, bing, bing, bing. I said, and off it went. And the next day I get a phone call and I go, hello. He said, oh, so I'm Stuart here from BBC. I said, oh, how are you? What's up? Oh, great idea. We love it. I said, oh, you do, do you? He said, yeah. He said, can you come in and do a screen test at White City? I said, yeah. He said, no, don't forget, but, 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 so off we went. And I thought, oh my God, I can't get a model, I'm too busy. So I got the doll out. I thought, that was good, I can show him on the doll out. And stuff. So off I went, and then show him all the paperwork that, that you, you said you've got. And then he, he said, just talking to the camera, and you're just talking to the camera and demonstrating, and just general chit-chat and everything. And he goes, fine, blah, 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 that was it. And off I went, yes, sir, thank you. He said, oh, thank you, Sean. Off I went. And then uh, I remember the next, the next day I got a phone call. Sean Stewart here from the BBC. I said, oh, I'm Stu, how are you? Good. Producer loves you, but your business plan doesn't add up. 
I said, son, your business plan. Oh, no, 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 no. The dragons will want more. He so wants on the show, but the dragons will need more. I said, oh, well, let me speak to my advisor. So I phoned my friend up, Nigel, and I went, hey, I've put this thing in. I said, now the guy's on from Dragon's Den. No. I said, yes. I said, you and your bright ideas. I said, he said, that I, he said well, what have you done? I said, I said, what? So I said, no, I said, I want to include the paints. Put it in, put everything in, Sean. I went, he said, you can, no. he said, you can obviously go. I went, hey, yeah, you're right, I didn't think. He said, put it in, put everything in. I said, okay. Put it down, and I waited about an hour or so. And come up, I said, "Hi, Sue, me, Sean. How are you?" I said, "Good." I said, "Everything's in." What the whole package and everything been to the, the pot for the dragon to, to, for business? I said, "Everything in." Good, thank you. Boom, that was it. The next minute, I got another phone call. He went, uh, "Sean, can you be at Panwood Studios next Tuesday?" So I went, "Oh no, 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 no! This is for next year." You, you said you were filming for next year. Oh no, we got one more slot on for this year. We want you in on it. And I went. Oh, okay. And I thought, bloody hell. But I thought, oh, let's get it over and done with. Yeah. So within two weeks, I was auditioned, finished, on the final filming day for that series at Pinewood Studios. Now, it, that was the year it moved from Manchester. This was where my friend got it wrong, because he was in Manchester, and it was originally filmed in Manchester. Uh-huh. And he knew the scheduling for the show, because he's in the entertainment business, but he didn't realise it had moved to Pinewood Studios. So they were, they were actually filming or auditioning late that year. So in August, they were auditioning when they should have been showing the show. Right. So off I went, and um, I remember, you know, that they did, it was so funny because they gave me £10 expenses uh, at this hotel up the corner. So they got into this hotel, it was like a travel lodge, and you got £10 for your, for your evening meal. I don't think there was anything on there that was £10. So now that's the first thing I remember thinking. I had my doll head soaking in the bathtub with conditioner because it was so matted up and everything. And then they were coming to collect me in the morning. All right, so there it was. The truck kept well, like a little van came in the morning. And then it was so funny because we knew who these people were going to be filming. So there were like four people with us. Now, at the time, there was, I remember the, the lady, she had like this board and it had dragons on it about encouraging kids to perform better. I remember she put it in the back of the truck and I went, oh, oh yeah, just put that in the Watch, watch me dragons, watch me. I said, well, I think you should have packed it better, look, don't you? I said, I do. I said, oh, I don't want anything. I said, oh, my God, that's upset her. And then the next, I mean that nicely, though. I didn't mean it horribly, I meant it nicely. And then, then the young kid went to me, hey, you're the guy with the brush. I went, yeah. That's what he said, oh, God. I said, do you get that a lot? Yeah, yeah, he said, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he said, you're the guy with the brush. He said, it's brilliant. He said, I can't wait to tell my friends they're hairdressers. I think it's brilliant. And I thought, oh, thanks. You know, like, oh, that's good. Off you went. And there we are, getting the green room. So bloody good they were at doing it afterwards. Because I was analysing what was going on more. So they all get you in the green room, you meet the producer. You never know when you're going to be picked out to go filming. You might not be picked out at all. So there's gangs of you in this, you know, obviously in this room. Then you get to find out what the products are. And I always remember it. This lovely, it was a farmer from Scotland, really nice. And he brought his very ha- handsome farmer, I might add. And then he had, um, I think the men and everything. And then that's why he had a go farmer. No, he's actually, he, basically he made a yoghurt drink. And I learned more about full-fat milk in that two minutes than I've heard anything. Because apparently full-fat milk is not bad for us. So I said to him, oh, so you've made a tasty yoghurt drink for kids? He said, yeah. I said, it's full-fat milk? He said, yes. He said, because it's good for us. I went, but we all drink skim milk. 
And I thought, I think to myself, oh, good luck, man, convincing the world that, you know, Britain, they've got a big thing. But again, it was, and I was critical of my product and stuff, and I really was. I think I was more critical in the packaging, thinking, oh, my God, I hope it looks professional. I know it does the job, I hope it looks professional. Mm -hmm. So, um, oh, no, the best was another guy, he invented a dolphin or something that swims to people and rescues them if they drowned him. And, and, and then, or something like that. And then I remember in the paper, going, look, 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 someone's drowned. I went, oh, my God, you shouldn't praise it. But I think he was more excited about, oh, my product might work. And I said, oh, how many swimming pools are there in England? I said, I think they've sorted out in America. It's called a fence. You know, so I did. But he, he need, and again, he was just like sweating like I'm really doing it. But basically, they plucked me out very early. So all of a sudden, the guy, producer, one of the producers gets in and said, oh, someone come this way. Oh, show me your pics. Bang, door shut. Never to see them again, ever. And next minute, you get changed. You round at the, the studio. The light's on. Someone's with you. The light goes off. Oh, well... They move you in case the person coming out in tears saying, don't go on, don't go on. <laughs> so that person comes out, I go in, and within seconds, you're bang, 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 straight on. They don't give you any time to kind of think, they keep it moving. Right. Certainly when they put you from the room. And the next minute, I remember I'm walking up the stairs to Dragon's Den thinking, hmm, this just looks like it does on TV. <laughs> and they film it very well with a, with a, a light, so all the cameras are behind me, you can't see it, you know, so it's just you in the room. And they ask the questions, and... I remember my friend saying, if you don't want to answer anything, don't. And then um, I think the rest is history. But I do remember coming off going, oh, I think that went rather well. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they didn't invest. And I, and I think it, was, it wasn't a calculated move because I think certainly had it been three years earlier, I wouldn't have done it. Mm. The fact is it was at its peak. The viewers had become judges as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good product. I like that. Mm. And I think that is, I'll, I'll be honest, that's the only reason I, I, I went on. Because my product was visual, mm -hmm. and no matter what those dragons said, if the TV, as long as they demonstrate it and show that it worked, then that's it, you'll, you'll be a winner. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I remember when, when they did the editing, and it first appeared in the paper, I was going to be on, because you don't know. And it's fun because I kept on going on with my business. And I remember when it appeared, and then it, we all sat there waiting. First one, not on. Second one, not on. Third one, not on. Fourth one, not on. I went, no, I never made it. Then it went next week on Dragon's Den. Went, bloody hell. Uh, my friend got on the phone, you'll be first up next week, you'll be first up, you watch. And he was, he was right, up I went. And um, I, 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 can, I can be honest, and I, and, I, and I really will be truthful. That did not consume me mm. to try and put that right, or however anyone see it as being bad or wrong. Mm. Because even when I'd, I'd finished the, the Dragons and someone had said to me, what was it like? I said, it was a pleasant distraction because I was so geared. Remember, I've been doing this product for two and a half, three years nearly. I'm about to launch it to the public and go with a limited company in two months. I'd finished the filming. It wasn't even until later. That was not on my mind. Am I going to make the show or not? I was carrying on with the business. I knew I had a product. And, it, and, and the reason being because I'd worked within the professional industry. Now, I remember when I got back, that very first sample where we got the polymer right, we've got everything right on it. And he said, I think this is the one, Sean, we found this polymer. I said, OK. And it arrived. I remember looking at it going, moment of truth, Sean. Phew, I'm bloody hell. 
Well, it's better than I ever thought. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know what to expect. I know what I wanted. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect. So with Dragon's Den, that was never going to make or break the business. No, it was no, just no, something you did on the way to the inevitable. Absolutely. Part of the story, by God, it is. Mm. It, it is, you know, and that perhaps maybe... Um, through the Dragon's Den show, I've been, I think I've been very fortunate to be offered the opportunity to encourage or demonstrate to other entrepreneurs or would-be entrepreneurs that maybe, I don't say frightened or apprehensive, but saying, it doesn't matter as long as you believe or to a point, I mean, realistically, this, is, this isn't about every kid having a dream and, and it being, this is about you thinking, if you're frightened or, or if you're afraid, he said, look what are you doing. Mm. It's a, don't be, don't be. And, and again, I, I'm, to, to me, I was always, I think it's my mother as well, respect your elders. I was always, perhaps a little bit almost Victoriana ways, which is they know best because they're older, yes, yeah. or they know best because that's what they're doing. They know best because that's what they do, rather than actually saying they don't. And I think in business, I learned very, very quickly. Mm. <laughs> For someone who's supposed to be so smart, you can be pretty thick at times. <laughs> so business is it's, it's, an, it's a funny old world, but the world of entrepreneurs, to me, it, it's, it, it's, they don't, yes, they don't, don't do things, I know we do things differently, but these are people who just don't do it the conventional way. And, and, and these, are the, these are the people that go on to make amazing things and do amazing things. Um, the, the, the big boys are all set in their ways and, and I can understand how you blink it and then, this, this young guy or young woman come through with, it, with something and you think, bloody hell, I didn't see that. Huh? And then they go, no, because you're too busy, you, you're so set in that way. So uh, entrepreneurs, I think, is, is, is a very integral part of a, of a business because it's the way that people don't, who are not necessarily studious or don't want to do it the conventional way or maybe even the system doesn't let them through sometimes. It's their way of making it. And so for me, the Dragon's Den experience was... Um, as an inspiration later, being able to use it and work with the UKTI has been, for me, it's, it's, it's been great. So, something amazing has come of it, mm. absolutely amazing. So, again, it's not like, look how well I've done, you know, or stuff like that. It's like, hey, look what he did, bloody hell, look what he did. And thinking, I wouldn't have expected that. Just imagine what you can do then. Imagine what you can do. Well, yeah. exactly. People go on to Dragon's Den to get, exp to get their expertise, essentially, and also potentially go into business with people who are doing it and doing it very yeah. well. Now that you're the entrepreneur, the successful business owner, people yeah. must come to you. And that <coughs> must have been something that came with the... How do you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, I say, as I say to people as well sometimes, which, again, they do appreciate, I said... I would never get in the capacity of, 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 a, of a dragon as far as um, my, my advice or, or, or which, whichever I give to someone because I'd like to think that, that, that my, the best advice I can give um, would be to share my experience from the younger days, from the early days. And, and, and I don't think a lot of people look at this, which is I'd say to them, you have got to... T t everything that is going to go against you Make it, make, it, make it be a plus rather than a negative. So sometimes, I, I remember looking at one business for these guys because they, they almost stalked me. Because it isn't something, because again, I mean that, I don't mean that in a good way. Oh, you come stalk me, everyone, come stalk me. Um, no, it was, um, they presented me with a business plan. And again, this wasn't about the product. I said to him, it is immaterial whether your product is any good or not. Personally, I like it. But that isn't to say that, that it's going to be a success. I am looking at this business plan that you presented. 
I can reduce it by £80,000, but what I can do for you as well is make your chance of succeeding better, greater, a greater chance to succeed. Mm. Because that element, that element and that element, you are stacking it against you and you can change that to make it a plus for you. And, and, I, and I tend to think that if you can't tend to work that out a little bit on that, so it, it's... I thought, wow, you, 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 you've got to come into the real world, mate. Mm. Because they, they, they were so far over. And I think in the beginning, for me, I, I, I was... I mean, I was so good with money, paid all my bills with it, get everything set up, set up a limited company, worked on my flat in Brixton for two years, you know, doing the business, driving around, anything to save money, anything that I could do. And the first two years, it certainly was that way. It got to the point when, I was, when we got our first office, which was distribution centre and everything, was that I would say, which job can wait for the weekend? And I would stack jobs, I'd be making pallets in, in uh, quite a while before we made a pallet, but we did get there, <laughs> boxes and things. And, and, and again, it's a, I always knew I, I, I could take it to a certain level, and I did. And then I, I knew from then on, it's not like you need help. Entrepreneurs, I think it's our perception of entrepreneurs as well. So, so for me, it's like we are not a singular force. I don't know, I think the Richard Branson area, and I, Richard's done an amazing job, we, we knew we a new, more modern role model for it, mm. because his role model is, it's him. Everyone just sees it as him, one man, this, this euphoria, and that, that is not the case. And I think with young kids these days, they, they have to remember that entrepreneurs, you, not, not everyone will have an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm. That doesn't mean to say you're nothing you could have something very valuable to an entrepreneur to join him or her and make that spirit happen. Now, in my case, I, I don't have issues with teaming and pairing with people to get a job done. So as this very insular job to, uh, say, solo kind of thing to get it to a certain level, you can, I accepted the experts in readily and very easily because for me to succeed in hairdressing, I had an assistant, I was relying on the receptionist and I was at the, relying on the stylist. So for me, I, I'm used to working with collaborations on what level it doesn't matter mm. to achieve something to get a result. So once it became the time to get people in and look, you know, it, it happened. And it happened quite easily. I remember people saying to me, he'll never give up that packing. I love logistics. <laughs> Do you know what? Logistics and supply chain management. When I said this is what I've learned in the business, is so that sexy talk? actually, I thought it was amazing. And yeah, so I'm learning at a very early stage. I'm learning logistics and supply chain management. Oh, I better get a book on that and read that. So I get a Sunday Times business book on logistics and supply chain management. I start reading it. I'm thinking, this is like being an hairdresser. I said, here I am with all my clients. I've got to make sure I've got all the colour, uh, the tints I need, the props, everything, my raw materials to make it happen. I've then got to be aware that they might be, be, be supplied to me from, from a stylist, and I've then got to say, I thought, this is, this is logistics, this is the supply chain, for God's sake. So, oh, I was often the element, Lee. So, absolutely loved it. And I think that is one of the things that I'm, can, I'm proud to say. The very manufacturing and logistics operation that I set up in 2007, which is all British, or British-made, is the same one we use today. So we went from manufacturing in the first year 93,000 tangled teasers to we now manufacture just under a million a month. I mean, that goes global. 
And that is, the, I mean, it's, it's obviously grown, but it's the same logistics. And, and usually in the business, any businesses, the first thing that will come in and they'll say, your logistics and your supply chain need to be sorted out. Then you, man, man, man just grew from that. And, and, you know, and it just made sense to me. And, and I think for that, for, for that matter, on that is, you know, that's why I think the business um, was a success. Hairdressing. So all you hairdressers out there, if someone ever tells you, what is it, I think that we get a little reputation of not being so intelligent. I said, well, we're pretty smart people. <laughs> I said, and in the world of business, you'd be amazed at how much the, you know, if you, if you run the, yourself within the salon and all and do it very well efficiently with everything around you, it's actually, it's logistics in your supply chain. So I loved it and it's good. <laughs> do you remember the first time somebody referred to you as an entrepreneur? When I was sorry, when is when the first time somebody referred to you as an entrepreneur, or you just suddenly <laughs> realised that? Do you know what? It was funny because I, I, I do, I do, because it, it was it was funny because someone had said, oh, said, oh, God, you said you've been a successful entrepreneur, and I went, well, I said, oh, I, oh, I am, I'm an entrepreneur because <laughs> it, it was it wasn't a word that was thrown around so easily now. You hear it all the time, which is mm. great, but no, it was, and and. I, as an entrepreneur, I went, oh my God, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, and and I, I didn't see it that way. I didn't, I mean, I'm I, I obviously quite happy with the label now. And, and again, I think it's very befitting. But the, the interesting thing, I tell you the first title I ever got confused, CEO. You are the CEO. I went, oh, okay. I had to look it up, what the hell's a CEO? <laughs> Looked it up and I went, oh, Chief Hopkins, oh, I can do that, that's good. Oh, yeah, manage, it helps to, form situations, help the situations out. It's not like someone ruling a roost and like saying, you're fired and things like that. Because <laughs> that, that, that is never my way, you know. So I'm much more, like you said, the problem solver and the helper. So I thought, yeah, I could do that, CEO, I could do that. I'm a CEO. I didn't like the title much. That speaks back to your not reading the instructions. You were doing the CEO yes, job, and yes. then after you'd been doing it, you went back and looked it up. Yes, yes, yes exactly. I was everything, but, it, 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 but but that was the role that would be expected of me. Mm. I, I think, in, in, and, and again, that, that's going back into the business world. I don't mean of labels, but of, of obviously titles being descriptive of what your job is, mm. and, and, and that's what it is. And, and again, it's, it's a very good system, you know, chief operations and, and, and things. It, very American, but it, it defines what your role is. Mm. And, and so for me, I think certainly as, as, as the company grew, um, and again, it, it came, well, I never found it, I never felt anyone was a lesser person than me when they came, because mm. they were bringing something so valuable to me. I thought we, we were, you know, I know that like team thing, but I, I do, as much as my team, I, I, don't, I don't look at it as a team, it's like we're just one. You know, the other team, I know, but the one, we're absolute one. And, and you, so you were never a lesser person mm. as much as you were excited to come. By God, I'm excited to have you, you know. So, and I think it's also recognising that, that, they, that they are, that they, you, you've chosen them or they're the one that are going to be expected to do, do what they're doing. And it was defined the role and you knew. And course, sometimes it crossed over. I, I think for me, the, the, the one thing that I've done, I've always found, uh, I don't say strange with it, is it's, it's actually growing the business in, in the sense that how do I know when something's not right? How do I know when it's in? Or what, what, what's, I mean, I have a good sixth sense, but I, I just remember in the early days, I, I, would, I would liken it to the salon. I'd just put everything back into the salon. So you'd be working with someone, and I remember this one, one time, um, and I'm just going on, and I thought, gosh, I said, why? I said, I said, 
put them in the salon. I said, lazy assistant. Then is it going to work? No, it isn't. Because a lazy assistant will continually, continuously be like that. So what are you doing? Well, don't work with them. It's not going to work, Sean, at all. And that was it. And then the other thing might be, and I learned this very early on. So I had a very honest approach to the business. And then I learned something I thought, you're all gob, but you don't deliver. So you're the guy, you know, the girl walking around the salon, I'm this, I'm that, but when it comes to deliver, you fail. You don't deliver. You may think you do, but you do not. Mm. So for me, that, that, that gave me the confidence moving forward within the business. So I'd also take this very, um, let's say, supplier was sorting out boxes, and I'd say to him, okay, now, make sure, as we go further down the line, you have room for manoeuvre, little jiggling around. Because if you don't, and you come back and tell me that we're stuck, I can't move anymore, mm. then you're not the man for me, because we're going to have trouble. We've all got to be honest here and have some room for manoeuvre. Mm. A little. I don't mean another bloody house, just a little. <laughs> so, again, it was always that approach. And, you know, someone would say, I'm not making money. I said, well, I am. I said, why well, aren't you? You know, so it was, it was an honesty approach to that. And so my business, I think it's... Because in the early days, because it's manufactured in Britain, I paid a very high unit cost. So as the time went on, my margins were actually getting better So I was getting my unit, I was getting my cost of goods down. Mm. So, see, I totally understood all that and it made sense to me. Mm. You know, and I think, as okay, I won't go into it. I won't tell you how to wash three loads of wash for half the price of the laundry in a bathtub and take it a car. My early days in Manchester, I can show you how to do, <laughs> I can show you how to do washing in a tub. Although that does, that does bring me on to my final question because Which our time done? together is drawing to a close. But your story is incredible. Thank you, thank you. And it, mu- and it must be appreciated. And I would really like to know, and I know this is quite no, a difficult no, question to answer. Yeah. You had an idea, you made it a reality, yeah. and now, thank you very much, you are living a wonderful yeah, yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And money comes yeah, with yeah. that. And, and I've been able to go on and make more, which is great. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Does it feel like everyone imagines it will? Um... Oh, do you know what? I, no. But then again, I, 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 I'll tell you, and, and, and this is true. This is a big responsibility, what we're doing, but I don't feel it's on my shoulders mm. because other people have been, you know, are in there for, with us. As I said to someone before, did you do your best? You did your best, didn't you? Yeah, and that's good enough for me. It, it's when you don't start, when you keep wanting to achieve. It's not about being absolutely perfect and growing and knowing. And we, we've grown and went to where we are now. But for me, I never feel there's a weight on my shoulders here. Because, I, like I said, I, I don't feel it's shit because everyone's in there. I feel very driven with how I'm going. I, I, I've got very clear vision mm-hmm. with it. Uh, and it's not you know, maybe off the wall, left and right. But no, no, left, we don't go right. <laughs> but, but with that said, it's... It, it, someone said to me, they said, um, oh, it wouldn't change me. I said... Oh, it wouldn't change things. I said, it will. It will change things. Oh, no, I said, it will change things. Believe me, you'll have no choice. Now, whether or not it changes you, then that's entirely up to you. I said, so what I find myself is, 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 not, is not necessarily fighting. I'm quite comfortable in the world. That, yes, I've gone up a level as far as anyone would want to aspire. I could go up four more levels if I wanted to, and I don't. I'm, quite, I'm, I'm, hap- I'm really happy with where I am. Mm. So I find, um, I think it's, it's what's around you. 
is, is, is the hardest to manage because you want to keep it stable, but the stability there, so that you, so that you you yourself can carry on. As, I don't say normal because it does change, but you, I don't want to go up a level. I'm happy here. I may bring some of that upper level into my world and with my mates and we'll have some fun. <laughs> that, that, that's the right laugh and stuff like that, you know, and they don't, ex- you know, sometimes they're not expecting it. Oh, um, oh, 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 you booked in the suite. <laughs> yes, why, is that an issue? No, no. And I think they just don't expect that. And, and again, we have a laugh with things like that, but it, it's, it's around you. It's around you and you, you just want to make sure that the success is, is helping them and, mm. and, and, and just giving things away to somebody isn't helping them sometimes. Mm. It, it just isn't. And, 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 I, and I, 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 it may get more, I, I, I don't know. And, and you know, isn't that, it brought some amazing things, some lovely things, mm. but it's also took me in a journey that I've absolutely loved. But I'd like to think that my intentions were all along for, for the better. I mean, as I said to someone before, my success, well, I'm very proud of what, what success means to me. What is this success means to me? And I say, the jobs and the manufacturing that I do in Britain, and I create British jobs and export. I said, I'm all, that is success to me. I'm proud of that, massively proud of it. That in it, when everyone told me to go overseas, I thought, no, it worked. And I know it's difficult, but it can. And so success for me is, 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 is what it creates and does for others. And, and to create British jobs in manufacturing, Oh, I just absolutely love it. It just really, that, that makes me exceptionally proud. So for me, yes, I continue. I'd like to still think I'm, I'm level-headed, as level-headed as some other people. There'll always be a perception of what you are yeah. because that's what they do with wealth. And again, as, as I came around and said to them before, I won't get too drawn into it. You do have to realise that sometimes some wealth is actually made and you have an opportunity too. You also, with wealth, you have a responsibility with it, I think, most definitely do. And, and again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very comfortable with the journey I'm going on and the journey that privately I'm taking myself with it, and I'm very comfortable with that. So if anyone else has any, not disillusioned of the visual, I can't do anything about that. But one thing for now, I'm a good person. I'm a good person, so, and I don't, that, that, that means a lot to me, I can, yeah, to, to be a good person, it means a lot, and it obviously does, you don't have to recognise it, I can do it insular, mm. we, we do a lot of other things, I don't want to be known, it just makes me happy, I'm, 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 you know, I'm a good person, yeah. Well, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time with I you. I do too, actually, I'm sorry about the bit with my mum, it just, oh god, it gets to me every time. Well, I think, I think the highlight, and I wish, yeah. I wish we'd had the microphone on, was before okay. we started recording, <laughs> Yeah. Sean, um, we had a conversation about Cocoa Pops <laughs> yeah. and how you don't want Cocoa Rocks. And, oh my God, oh. <laughs> I just said, at the moment, I, just, I think you get in habits. My breakfast is Cocoa Pops, <laughs> but their branding on them was, you can mistakenly pick up Cocoa Rocks Pops. <laughs> oh no, no, Cocoa Pops Rocks, that's it. And I remember getting the bowl out and the said it and went, oh my God, these are Cocoa Rocks. I hate Cocoa Rocks. If you ever wonder whether anything's gone to your head, just remember this conversation. <laughs> Do you know what? Again, it's like I said, I'm very, very, very comfortable in my skin. And like I said, I know there's some things that aren't going to change out there, the perception of people, but for me, like I said, it, it, it just matters what I do. And like I said, um, I'm still grounded. As we say to someone, keeping it real is keeping, keeping it, it real. real. Yeah. Keeping it real and turning left. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sean, thank you so much thank for you. your it's been time. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. 
Thank you for tuning in to that episode of the Beauty Podcast with me, Emma G. If you want to stay in touch with the show, just head over to emmagunawardner.com, the link is in the show notes, where you can sign up for my regular newsletter. Or if you want to get in touch with me, you can tweet me at Emma Guns, E-M-M-A-G-U-N-S, and the same on Instagram, or head over to the Beauty Podcast with Emma G on Facebook. See you next time.